Hello everyone, uh, my name is Asher Eli. I am currently one of the lead designers for Cosmic Voodoo Studios, if you've been following us on Facebook. Uh, with me are some other uh, of our designers. We have... Uh, I'm Joseph. Um, I'm another designer at Cosmic Voodoo. Um, I've been with Cosmic Voodoo for a while now, and uh, I'm really excited to talk about what we're working on recently. What's your last name, Joseph? Raymond's. <laughs> And my name is Colby Monroe, and I'm the newest member to Cosmic Voodoo, but also the best member. Yeah, that's right. still up for debate. Um, anyway, so I uh, want to take some time to apologize to our longtime uh, followers. We have been silent for uh, over a year now, I think. Yeah. So if you guys had been following us last time, we had been working on a game that we had been uh, doing for a game jam called 422 Abercorn. Unfortunately, that project has fallen through uh, due to difference of opinions. Sometimes life just gets in the way. People want to work on other projects. So we decided to sort of shift focus from doing digital games to doing more of a tabletop focus. A tabletop, for those of you who don't know, includes like board games or uh, tabletop RPGs. And the reason we really decided to do that was because of our skill set. We were running into some sort of roadblocks in that we were a group of artists and designers, but no programmers were on our team. And so we found ourselves constantly fighting with the software and we thought, we took a long time thinking about, well, what's the best way that we can use these sort of skill sets in a conducive sort of setting? Plus we had this large world that we had been ruminating on for a while. You guys saw a concept art from that. Yeah, we had actually been working on that for maybe two years now. Yep. It was originally way before even 422 going to be this huge RPG game, but if we couldn't handle the side-scroller due to technical limitations, we definitely couldn't handle a massive RPG. I'm excited though to take another look at this world. We have been working on the lore for a long time now. And it will be exciting to bring it into something that everyone else gets to explore. Yeah, and so basically, just to sort of add on to what Joe said, was so we thought about, okay, so we have all the, these great artists and these really talented designers, so what's the best way we can, we can do that? And we thought, well, those artists aren't really, aren't really like digital artists. They're more like 2D artists. And the best way to really get that sort of skill set is in these sort of tabletop environments where art becomes really important and we can still do some of that design. Coming in as someone who wasn't part of the original Cosmic Voodoo team for the game jams and the projects, I got to see the ideas that they had brought forth for this world that they're working on and now I'm working on and I gotta say getting to develop it with Asher and Joe is actually very exciting and I, I like the, the direction that it's going. So I think you guys are going to be excited about it as well. So just to sort of give a rundown of who we are and what our company is all about for those of you who may be new or join us for the first time. So Cosmic Voodoo is a company that was sort of born out of a game jam that we had several years ago with 26 different people. It was, it was a crazy messed up project for those of you who don't know what game jam is it's it's a a 48 hour competition where you're given a a prompt and you have 48 hours to make a game based off of that prompt i thought it was where you made jam 
in a game style setting. <laughs> well, it can be that too. Certainly. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a different kind of game jam. Um, I think you probably want to open up a mom and pop store uh, based on that. I was unaware of this. No, game. yes, well, the more you know. <laughs> uh, after that, the disaster that was that project, we sort of stuck with the core group of people. And since then, we've sort of rotated members. We've had some people leave us. We've had some people join us, uh, like Colby, for instance. And after a lot of wandering around, I think that we found what we really want to focus on, which is this tabletop stuff. So that's Cosmic Voodoo in a nutshell. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Asher Eli. I am a graduate student at SCAD, uh, focusing on game design. I've worked on a number of projects, both digital and non-digital. And Now what is this SCAD of which you're talking about? Oh yes, SCAD. Where are my manners? Uh, SCAD is our name for the Savannah College of Art and Design. It's basically, for those of you who don't know, is a arts school for pompous people. Uh, no. So art school. Yeah, basically. And uh, so yeah, they have a bunch of different majors there. Like they have graphic design is a popular one. Animation is a popular one, which I believe Colby's in. But uh, I'm in game design. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm Joseph Raymonds. I recently graduated from SCAD, actually, uh, with a bachelor's in interactive media and game development, or basically video game design. I've always enjoyed doing level editing and sort of setting up puzzles for the players. And I think D&D is a great place where this skill set can shine. My name is Colby Monroe, and I am still going to SCAD. But I've been playing D&D like, religiously for the last four years. I uh, really dug into the mechanics of Pathfinder, which is a whole different rodeo that we're, we're going to be producing for 5e which uh, I've actually been converted over to but aside from that I've been telling stories since I have been able to speak and I think I bring a unique um, skill set to the table here. So let's talk about a, bit, a little bit more about the project and what we're doing. First off, in order to understand what, what the project is, you have to understand what D&D is. For those of you who don't know, I feel like D&D is pretty popular now. It's going through a renaissance. Um, D&D stands for Dungeons & Dragons. And it's uh, an 80s tabletop role-playing game that was invented by a man named Gary Gygax. Technically, 70s. Was it 70s? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thousand nerds just cried, so... I apologize. Um, published in the 80s, as I recall. Aha! So I'm a little bit right. But it, it's a whole... Yeah. My nerd is showing real hard. No, uh, that's why I have you here. So that's good. Um, I, I don't want to get death threats. That would not be good. Yes. The, the nerd How dare threats. you? How, How dare, dare you get the year wrong, Asher? How dare you? Um, no. But uh, so it's... Um, Basically, it's a method of storytelling. It's kind of the precursor of modern computer role-playing games. Uh, you take up, a, you create a character based on a concept. Um, there are uh, what are called roles or character classes: the typical mage, warrior, rogue, cleric, and you have what's called a dungeon master who tells the story and guides people through it. That's that's just a very very not um, layman's uh, overview of what D&D is. And what we're working on is uh, a version of the game called 5th Edition, which is, in my opinion, the best edition of D&D. It's very easy to get invested in, and it's... Um, it does a lot of things right. Yeah, it does a lot of things right. It does some things maybe not so great. 
Um, but it, but the point of 5e is that is it highly encourages people to customize things to suit their style. And that's one of the reasons why we chose to do a supplement for 5e. So, the, yeah, uh, like I touched on earlier, I had been playing Pathfinder, which was a version of 3.5 after the 4th edition split, which... Is a big can of worms that I don't want to open up right now. <laughs> yeah, but let's let's not open that. The the point being is that earlier versions of uh, Dungeons and Dragons were very rules heavy, and Five E is a little bit not so much. Um, it really takes about I would say a week to fully understand all the rules, a couple games of playing, and after that, you're not going to have any arguments around the table about. Or at least very minimal arguments around the table about like what does this mechanic do? How should we interpret it? Uh, and that is what I love about it. Instead of getting uh, into the mechanics so much, you're playing the game. And anything that removes distractions from the experience of Dungeons & Dragons, which is an experience that I think everyone should have, even old people, yeah, <laughs> is that is good it's good that you can just play the game and not worry about like what are the rules for grappling someone how, how do i wrestle yeah. do i have to consult a four-page flowchart because in pathfinder you did yeah <laughs> and that's uh that's definitely one of the things i like most about fifth edition is that a lot of the rules are more suggestions um uh, unlike pathfinder older editions of D where the rules were very much the whole point of the game and so in many ways, uh, in the Player's Handbook and in the Dungeon Master's Guide, you're you're given ideas and rules, uh, suggestions for rules, but it always comes with the caveat like dice rule, dice rolls, and rules take second to a good story and having fun, and to a good dungeon master, yes. which I think we should maybe touch on. Like, what is the role of a dungeon master? <laughs> yeah, that might be a good idea. Uh, the DM. Uh, also sometimes called a GM in other games, is a person who decides on the flow of the story, makes the bulk of the decisions, and in most cases is going to be the person buying our book. Right, yeah, of course. And uh, it's a lot of work being a dungeon master. If you're not willing to put in at least twice as much work as you're willing to play uh, as a DM, you're not going to get a lot of return on the stories that you want to tell collaboratively. There might be some other systems better suited for that, but having a module or a campaign setting can really cut down on that amount of work and open you up to telling the kinds of stories and having the kinds of experiences that you want with your friend. Um, so I recently got into Dungeons and Dragons, um, I want to say like a year ago at this point, almost a year. Um, watching uh this web series which i highly recommend if you haven't watched it or don't know anything about now, what D&D. web series is what that? web series could it possibly be right it's critical role of course it's critical role um i'm sure those who have played fifth edition uh, probably got into fifth edition lately because of that show or other shows like it and um but if you don't know what it is it is a D sort of video series that's streamed live every Thursday um, run by Matthew Mercer, a very talented voice actor, and his friends. Uh, It started as a birthday present for his friend Liam, and it has become into a worldwide phenomenon. They have millions of viewers and uh, a very 
uh, fanatic fan base. And it is a lot of, it, it sounds like something that would be boring to watch, but it is actually very interesting. And if you are ever curious about D&D or just want to know more about it, I would say that is a good place to start. So that was an advertisement for something that's not our work. <laughs> no, but, but I still th- I still feel like it's it's, it's something that yeah, it's pertinent. Um, but maybe we should advertise for something that is our work. Yeah, so Joe, it's your turn to talk. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, let's get the silent Joe in on this uh, discussion. All right. Uh, basically, we'll be making a uh, module for Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's going to have its own campaign. It's going to bring in some custom subclasses. We're going to have two unique classes. Uh, both of them are going to have um, unique magic-based systems. And uh, I think we're going to bring a lot to the, uh, the table that uh, could really cater to any kind of player. We have a lot of different cultures in our campaign or in our world setting. And I think there's going to be a little bit of something for everyone. All right. So, yeah, just to sort of expand upon what Joe said. So a module, for those of you who don't know, is um, it's sort of like an expansion for D&D. It's made by third parties. Um, if you want other examples of modules or settings, you can look at uh, Taldora expansion, which was based off of the critical role that we were just talking about. Um, there's also uh, another project that got funded recently called Journey to Ragnarok, um, based off of Norse mythology. And basically what it is, is it's a tool for dungeon masters. It allows them to have a setting that they can reference without making up their own, because it's a lot of work to be a dungeon master, and sometimes you don't always have them a lot of time to make your own world, or you're just stumped. Yeah, sometimes um, you really just need some inspiration to get off the ground. Yeah, and that's what our setting is there for. You don't have to follow it verbatim. You can just use those as jumping off points. But uh, just to give you guys a sort of introduction to our world, it takes place in a world, I would kind of call it like post-post-apocalyptic in a way. Um, It is... I'm sorry, do you disagree with me? Uh, no, post, post-apocalyptic post just sounds uh, like highfalutin. <laughs> Ew, uh, oh, uh, post, uh, post-apocalyptic. <laughs> well, I have I'm to not... classify it somehow, yeah, don't I? <laughs> it's so far after the apocalypse that no one really... It's, a, it's an actual <laughs> genre. No I will really... have you know it is an actual genre called post-post-apocalyptic. <laughs> just look at Horizon Zero Dawn, man. All right, um, anyway. But we call it apocalyptic. Sure. Apocalyptic. <laughs> Basically, uh, this is a fantasy world that is kind of inspired by a lot of different things, mostly Middle Eastern mythology. And uh, so the world is ruled by a bunch of physical deities called Deva. And these Deva meddle in the affairs of mortals all the time. And that has been to the detriment to a lot of these people. Uh, to make a long story short, uh, a con- some conflicts that these Devas sort of clashed and ultimately caused the fracturing of the world and have created a world that is basically suspended on different islands floating through this pseudo atmosphere it's sort of like how in ancient greece the city-states all had their own patron deities except in our setting the patron deities are there don't like what you're doing and are mad at you most of the time. <laughs> um, although some of them are uh, some of them good, are. and uh, we'll be expanding on those uh, entities and the, the individual islands as we move forward and release more podcasts. 
The other comparison I would probably make is that they are the Davis concept is kind of similar to a less horror version of a cosmic horror story. So these are very much eldritch gods with incomprehensible agendas to mortals and uh, eldritch locations. Each island is ruled by a different deva as their domain and they rule over different aspects. Like we have a deva of ambition, a deva of truth, a deva of lies. And their island has rules of physics that sort of reflect that. And I think that this is a very interesting uh, way to do a campaign is you can have very different campaigns based on where you choose to set your campaign on these different settings. Yeah, I mean, you could even have a, a whole entire campaign just based on one island if you wanted to. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the point. Um, and the nice thing about it is that the style of play vastly differs. Um, if you want a setting that is like silly and lightweight, then you can do that on one of the islands. If you want one that is dark and creepy all the time, then there's another island there for you. Um, so no matter what style of game that you're looking for, uh, there are places for you to play and, and you can move freely in between, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, so basically what we're planning on doing is making this setting. The world obviously is a major selling point as well as devas and the different sort of rules that govern their islands. What we're also going to be doing is uh, releasing two completely custom classes uh, to this world. Um, classes, just to reiterate, is things like mage, uh, warrior, rogue, that kind of stuff. So the two classes that we're going to be introducing are called the shaper and the guru. So shapers are a type of class that is a spellcaster and um, they get their magic through a bond that they form with a jinn, which is a jinn is a sort of manifestation of a certain element, be it fire, water, earth, etc. Um, and these shapers' ultimate goal is to try to re-knit the land back together. Obviously, that's a monumental task that they probably will never finish. Um, gurus, I think Colby wants to explain. Gurus. Yeah, um, so the guru is kind of my baby. Uh and they're somewhere between a druid, a cleric, and a bard, except also altogether none of them. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a weird class. Uh, <laughs> they're uh, healers, primarily, um, but unlike the classic cleric that might not have a lot of uh, offensive spell power, they also can tap into stuff like that. And instead of gaining their... Uh, ability through spell slots, as most um, casters do in 5e. They uh, rely on resources uh, through mineral magic, where they can get you know, a diamond and cast a certain spell through that um, uh, up to a certain number of times before the diamond becomes useless. And the guru is not necessarily a good aligned caster all the time sometimes they're evil and might be like a cult leader um and so for both the shaper and the guru there are going to be subclasses put out i believe there are four currently in the works for the shaper and there are three for the guru and so that just in the 
classes that we are making for the game. There are seven different ways to play those classes. Yeah, and if um, if that wasn't enough, in addition to the two custom classes that we've designed, uh, we are also creating archetypes for existing classes. Um, not all of them. Uh, currently, we have uh, subclasses for the fighter, the rogue, the paladin, and am I missing something? I think that's it. Yeah, the rogue, the fighter, and the paladin. There is a barbarian one, but I feel like that's going to be a stretch goal. Yeah, and that's the that's the other thing is um, so we're with the base that we're planning on doing doing for the Kickstarter because we are going to be Kickstartering this. Oh, so we I need spoil? your guys' help. No, 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 no. You didn't spoil anything. <laughs> I, I um, made a spoiler, guys. It's a good segue. I'm sure you'll be killed. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're Kickstartering this, and so we need your guys' help, and that's kind of the reason for this podcast. Um, but with the base Kickstarter, what we're planning on doing is releasing the Shaper, the Guru, and those three other subclasses that I mentioned. So some of our stretch goals are we want to make subclasses for all of the existing D&D 5e classes. Um, that's, that is definitely a stretch goal, though. Um, so depending on how much money we end up getting, we can end up making that for you guys. Do either of you guys have anything else to add? I do have one more thing to add, which is going to be in the book um, sure. that I'm very excited about. It's uh, the Seed of Shamaran Adventure Path. Oh, uh, yes. And um, I don't believe there's ever been a story in D&D that's played out like this before, and I'm super excited about it. You two got to experience a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, and just on the level of creativity... For the mechanics of the adventure, would you say that you've ever experienced anything like I've that? I've definitely never experienced a mechanic like that before. <laughs> um, just just to sort of give you guys a little bit of an idea, it was uh, it was a frustrating uh, first session. He uh, oh, don't tell them. I'm that. not gonna just t- talk it up the whole time. Oh no, I mean it was good. It was there's fun. a little tweaking to be had, but definitely. And um, do you want to tell them? Anything yeah, about so. Um, it's set on one of the islands in the in the world named Ar- Orum. Arum? Or- Arum. Yes. Like, like, the, like gold, the Latin for yeah. gold. And uh, this is the realm of wealth. And on this island, the deva has decided that you can pay, or as long as you can pay for a crime, you're allowed to commit that crime. <laughs> but if you can't pay for that crime, you can't commit the crime. Yeah. And... Um, they ran into some issues when a uh, wealthy band of nobles decided that they were hunting them for game, and yeah. uh, they couldn't pay to fight back. It's um, it's definitely an interesting sort of mechanic. You don't see this a lot. Like you see, a lot of times, what dungeon masters will do to sort of add as an arc is create. Like strongholds for the players to upgrade and maintain, and or a dungeon rooms. delve, or something. Yeah, something like that. And there will be a dungeon delve for you guys to participate in. I'm sure. Um, what I'm excited about this with this story is it shifts very from tone to tone. Like I think fairly seamlessly. Um, eventually, it will become a like sort of cataclysmic event story. There will be uh, a heist to partake in. There will be. Um, Colosseum battles and uh, obviously a large portion of the story will be 
about making as much money as fast as possible. Yeah. I'm trying not to spoil too much for my partners here because they're <laughs> still in the midst of discovering what Orem is about. But yeah. um, overall, I'm, I'm pretty enthusiastic about how this path is turning out. Definitely. I think it'll be uh, an interesting campaign, if nothing else. And uh, if that's just a sort of tease for you, if you guys want to know more, Maybe we can talk about sometime down the line doing a live stream of like a, a game that we're running. Yeah, uh, and one more thing, just for the people that do play Five E and know what I'm talking about, this is a uh, story that will be for fifth level adventurers. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a sort of mid. Uh, yeah. Like not uh, not really beginning, not really mid. Your characters will have a certain level of power. Yeah. Uh, going into it. Definitely. So that's just a, a brief sort of explanation of why we've been gone so long and what we're working on now. Um, did you have something to add? Uh, yeah, no, let's talk about uh, looking forward. Um, yeah. The Kickstarter that we talked about is going to start on the uh, 29th of June. That's going to run for a month. Um, but in between that time, uh, from here until then, uh, we're going to be starting a travelogue series in this podcast and it's going to help uh introduce uh you guys to the world yeah uh so yobith mandragore yobith g mandragore will be uh he's a main character from the seed of shamron adventure path and he's going to be introducing you around the world of sky sea um Going from island. Oh, I think we forgot to have mention we the not name. said the name. We of have our not film. mentioned the yes, name. <laughs> so, uh, it's a working title currently, but Sky Sea is what we're operating mm-hmm. under uh, for the world, yeah. and um, it's descriptive because it's uh, a world of floating islands. Did we mention that they're floating? Yes, islands? We, yes mentioned we mentioned okay. floating <laughs> islands. Um, and so Yo- Yob, as all his friends call him, will be uh, taking you from island to island in character um, and interviewing a number of individuals from that island, exploring what life is like in the uh, reality of Sky Sea. This is him putting out travelogues to those who haven't been to those islands before, so it, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a silly podcast, a sort of... Um, at times. At times. Yeah. A sort of uh, in-character, if you will, look at the world. Uh, we'll have we'll be introducing uh, some other fun, quirky characters. We were also in talks of having like um, some guests on, on the uh, show to voice different characters, uh, like improv people from SCAD and stuff like that. But I do want to do a caveat on that. The travelogue will go up every other week, every other um, weekend. Uh, and between the travelogue, we're going to be doing more of these just roundtable discussion podcasts where we talk about some sort of aspect of the world. But there will be more specific deep dives into what's going to be able to be found in the books. Right, exactly. Like we might spend an entire session just sort of talking about one type, one island and the history of that island and its deva and the people that were that live there. Um, so the next podcast, which will be the first in our travelogue series, is going to go up on May 26th. Um, that so will be forward. the Fakar episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we're going to be dis- we're going to ha- send Yobith to uh, Fakar to find out uh, one of the major islands that we're going to be releasing. So we're not releasing all of the islands straight away unless we um, get enough money to sort of do that. We really only have enough 
to to really go into major detail about four or five islands um there are like 20 that are around there and um but if there's enough interest in it i hope to eventually go into depth about all 20 of them but that's uh something to talk about later um anyway uh unless you guys have anything else to say i think uh that'll do it for this podcast I think we pretty much covered everything. All right. Um, so we'll see you guys next weekend for the first Wait, part. We need to come up with a sign off right now. It's got to be special. We got to do it at the end of every episode. Um, so I'm putting John on the spot. What's our sign off? No. <laughs> all right, everybody. You heard us. We're all going to sign off with no. No, <laughs> no that's not what we're doing. We're not <laughs> for doing For the it next now. 20 episodes. How about uh, we'll see you in Sky Sea? Terrible. I don't know. So bad. I don't know. You come up with something. (laughs) We're going to think of what our sign-off is for the next episode. Yeah, so for now, we'll just say goodbye. Um, But uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, We're going to be releasing more information and concept art on Facebook and Twitter and hopefully getting our website going here pretty soon. Um, We'll have more detail about the Kickstarter in the next few weeks. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see you guys next weekend for the first part in our travelog series. And uh, as always, I'm Asher. I'm Joseph. I'm Colby. All right. And we will see you guys later. Bye. 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 Bye.